All right. And today we are talking pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19. Where do we stand, folks? How do we feel? Um, What do we miss? What do we think is going to happen next? So I want to start out by uh, talking about a post I made yesterday. Um, I posted on Instagram um, some pictures from the Texas State Fair. Um, Quite the classic out here in Dallas. Quite the classic for anyone in Texas as people used to travel from far and near to attend the fair every year. Um, And for the past five years, I've been a season pass holder at the fair, um, as well as the past two years, I've had the privilege for working for Dodge, um, heading up the Hellcat experience. Um, So that is something that I'll definitely miss this year. But uh, looking forward, seeing as to we still have no vaccine yet, um, and our government still just doesn't know quite what to do with this virus, where it came from, who to blame, or where to turn next. So it seems there is no way in heck that that Texas State Fair can come back. I mean, we're talking a place where people used to go to the food pavilion and sit, you know, cheek next to cheek at tables just trying to find a spot to eat their food. Um, We're talking about food stands even that are so close to each other, you know, they could pass a napkin over, pass an ingredient over to the next stand. Um, speaking of napkins, you know, napkins, forks, utensils, mustard, ketchup, everything was just kind of open for the public to use. You know, you just push the container and you get your ketchup out in the middle of the, out in the middle of the street. So it's always been an interesting concept to me because I am a germaphobe and have been a germaphobe since before this. And, you know, seeing everybody just walking around, eating, touching the same stuff always grossed me out. I was always the one that wanted to run in and wash my hands real quick beforehand. Speaking of washing hands, they never really had paper towels as an option. That was something that wasn't prevalent. So hand dryers, I I wasn't as I know it's good for nature. It's good for the world. Save the trees. But I was not as much of a fan of the whole hand dryer situation because that's just even more germs, too. You don't want me to get into it. So between the lack of napkins, the lack of hand washing, um, the locations of the bathrooms, just how hard it is to get in there alone, lines, people, there is no way to social distance at the Texas fair. Now, recently we saw that the Taste of Dallas has gone ahead and canceled, which is ultimately disappointing because I planned on having... Um, my Samsung experience out there at the Taste of Dallas, they had reached out and wanted us to be a part of the event. Um, so obviously that's not going to come back and that doesn't help my job at all. You know, trying to create experiences for Samsung is hard to do when there's no events. So meanwhile, we look towards the Texas State Fair, which is typically the, let's see, second, third, maybe even the last week of September. Second to last week of September through about the first and no, it goes through three weeks of October. So it ends in sep- it starts at the end of September and goes through about October 20th or so last year. That's when it ended. So as that is a little while away, um, about the same distance as football season is from now, which we'll get onto that next. I do not. And I will go ahead and tell you, I know that the Texas State Fair will not be open this year. It's just not possible. Social distancing is not possible for ticket booths, for food booths, for eating. I mean, unless the new capacity is going to be about 100 people. There's just no way. And there's you can't run that size of a fair with only that amount of people in there, six feet apart. And there's not enough people to regulate it. The employees aren't 
paid enough to, to do that as an employee myself last year. I know working the Hellcat experience, you know, we had people that would get in the car back to back and they would take about a minute 30 ride on the car where you get to experience, you know, a simulation of how the Hellcat drives on a racetrack. Um, and then you'd just get right out of the car mm -hmm. and the next family would get in and everybody's touching the same wheel and everybody's eating a turkey leg during it or they just finished it or they're doing whatever, you know, and no one ever thought once about all the germs associated. We're passing around the same iPad for people to register, you know, throughout the line. And again, in the line, people are just right next to each other back to back. So even all the cars at the auto show, people were able to get in and get out of them. And as my... Um, colleagues and the specialists that work the floor, I can't imagine them this year getting paid the same amount and having to regulate or disinfect which families are getting in the car when they're getting out, stopping traffic and dealing with just all the attitudes that would come with that. So, um, and there's no way to pay these people more because there's no way you will make more this year um, with the lack of us being able to have as many people in. So it's an interesting concept. It's really sad, but it's something that I'm already wrapping my mind around that there is not a way that it can come back unless we get a vaccine for this coronavirus, which I don't see being tested and manufactured within the next couple of months. Um, that's just typically not how the timeline works. So with that being said, I look over to what I had mentioned earlier, which goes hand in hand with the fair if you're a Cowboys fan. Um, you saw how many of those folks were always at the fair and how we would sit around and watch the games together, enjoy beer, do whatever, have a corn dog. But it was usually a family tradition to kind of watch some Cowboys games at the fair and enjoy and enjoy your time with your family. So moving on to football season, um, this is something that's highly anticipated. It's something that we've been able to watch people ramping up for football season throughout this COVID-19 period. Um, we still had the NFL draft. We still watch trades and uh, different things going on with coaches, management, and teams throughout the NFL. Well, let me be honest with you folks and let me tell you now. There will not be a full NFL season this year. There just won't. You won't see your normal NFL season. Um, it won't even be similar to what we saw for the NBA and NHL this year as they got through most of their season and just didn't finish the end and get to the playoffs. There will not be a season with fans. There shouldn't be a season where the players just go and there are no fans because I refuse to live in a world where we provide testing every day or every week for NFL players, the staff, um, and doctors and just different people on their personnel are refuse to live in a world where we're providing testing for them every day or every week, whereas we have doctors that are going into these hospitals and firsthand fighting the virus and they can't get a test. They're just getting their temperature taken. So if that's what we really think is going to happen, we have got to realign what we set as our standards and morals and what we value as people. Um, so the next thing to look at is having fans there. Well, that's not going to be possible again, like I said, without a vaccine being present. Um, looking at it from the standpoint, I have a lot of friends. Even I auditioned myself to be a cheerleader for these teams. Um, I tried out for the Cowboys multiple years, never made it, wasn't good enough. It's 
highly political, a lot going on. I'm out of shape. <laughs> but um, looking at it from the cheer aspect, you know, a lot of my friends are getting ready for auditions and trying out for these teams. And, and some of them are making other teams across the country. They've already chosen teams. Um, some like the Rams are smart and they're not even talking about auditions. They're not even bringing it up because why bring on a whole hedge of new staff that you can't even guarantee a job? Um, it's probably not the best idea for any organization of any type right now, but I have a lot of folks, friends, people getting ready for an NFL season, which is not likely to happen. And if it does happen and say there's no fans there, there's really no need for cheerleaders. Um, and that's just an extra head to pay and an extra head to test every day. So, and then that brings on, well, are they going to be quarantined? Where are they going to be at? So it's not, it's not possible. It's not something that I see happening. Um, you know, if they're there, we might as well have some members work in the concession stand, you know, so interesting concept, seeing people get ready for it. Interesting concept, watching people, you know, guaranteeing that these things are going to happen. And heck, I mean, worse, I mean, best case, whatever you want to look at a scenario, I hope I am wrong. I hope that we do see a full NFL season. I hope that fans are able to be in the stands. I hope that cheerleaders are able to cheer and meet the crowds like they used to. I hope things resume to the way they were. But um, let's not be irresponsible with it. Let's not be unsafe. And we don't want to create any more disaster than we already have. And if that means that we miss out on a year of sporting, we miss out on a year of cheering, we miss out of a year um, of entertainment, if we miss out on that, I think saving lives would be much more important. Um, and that leads me into my next topic is education. So with this COVID pandemic, schools closed um, around spring break. Most kids went to spring break woohoo, and never came back. <laughs> so um, as a former student myself, I understand the importance of education and I understand the importance of going to school, kind of getting into that system, respecting teachers, um, learning, meeting friends, joining organizations and being involved. It was something that I was very into. I spent more than eight hours a day at school. I spent most of my day at the school building because once I was done with classes, I went on to my extracurricular activities after school. Um, I was on the drill team. That was fun. Um, but I really enjoyed the values that it instilled in me, most uh, foremost. And as kids these days have started to get more technology and they've started to get more integrated into the things that we're able to do with technology, um, they've become a little more disconnected from school and extracurricular activities anyways. And there has become a whole new standard. The gaming has just taken off um, and social profiles and just the type of things that we didn't have as kids are completely different now. So as we look at these kids that ended school in March, um, most of them would have taken the STAR test, which is a standardized test that was never, you know, I was never a fan of in the first place. Standardized testing isn't necessarily the best way to see where kids are because standardized education isn't a thing. So standardized testing shouldn't be a thing. Children in certain districts are learning certain things that other children in other districts are not learning. Um, and some just don't have the capabilities of the other districts. Some don't have the capabilities of the other teachers. 
Um, the staff just isn't always able to do the same things across the board. And that's understandable. That's something that we should look at working on anyhow. Um, I mean, even the distance learning factor brings in a whole nother possibility of a different way to educate students. You know, maybe we could all get on the same page across the board, at least as far as the educators go. And then the next thing we could look at is all getting on the same um, page as far as our technology goes and what students have at home and what they have available to them to be able to learn. So these kids that got out in March were, of course, as happy as any of us would have been if we got out for spring break and went straight into summer break and just never went back, um, except they're missing a few valuable things here. Um, a lot of these seniors and people of the older classes or uh, even the eighth graders or people at the top of their class, top of their school, a lot of them missed out on that last thing, that prom, that graduation, that well, they had their homecomings, you know, that last dance or whatever it was, you know, that most students would have at this point, um, which is hard. That spring show, which was always important that you worked so hard and put so much effort into um, those competitions for dancers, athletes, uh, students as well, you know, mathletes even. <laughs> um, a lot of these competitions that we worked for all year, these kids weren't able to attend. So that's something that kind of messes with your mental a little bit because it's like what have we been working for this whole time it kind of throws off your um intentions not intentions but it it doesn't motivate you very well and it can kind of mess with your with your uh mental in a sense i'll just you know leave it there um it's hard to recover from that. And we'll see that not only from these students and these kids, but we'll see that as well from our professional athletes and a lot of our um, actors and actresses and just people who were used to doing certain things um, in front of certain people are now going to kind of reevaluate um, what it's worth there. So I have no idea how these schools have done it. From the kids I've talked to that, you know, were taking classes this year, it seems that, you know, they had a little bit of online classes, furthermore, and it turned into kind of a, did you turn it in? Then yes, you passed. If you didn't turn it in, then you failed type of thing. So it wasn't a grading system as in, oh, okay, this is quality work. This is not quality work. You haven't shown your work. You didn't put any effort into it. It was literally, if you turn in it, if you turn in an assignment, you pass. If you don't turn it in, you fail. Um, and that wasn't at all schools. That wasn't, you know, everywhere. But for a few of the people I talked to, that was definitely consistent as a metric for them. And um, for other people I talked to, there were just weeks and weeks where they weren't even having any type of class, no formal, you know, training of any kind, um, and they just completely lost touch. Um, and at the same time, they're getting passed on to the next grade, which is really unfortunate for these kids because right now it doesn't look like it's anything important. But moving forward, we'll realize that a lot of these kids have missed out on the same opportunities that we had, and it's going to create a a gap in the generations and it's going to create a gap in our education overall as people um, and it's going to make it difficult for us to communicate with a lot of these younger kids who are on a completely different wavelength than any of the adults so that'll be 
interesting moving forward and I look forward to seeing how these kids do over time and what they value, um, what they've learned and what they do in our future. As well, looking forward to the next school year, um, a lot of these colleges and people trying to gear up and get ready for things. Um, I did go to the University of North Texas myself, um, lived in Victory Hall my first year um, over near the athletic complex. And I'll tell you, um, social distancing in a college is going to be impossible. One thing you look forward to when you go to college is getting your freedom for the first time, quote unquote. Um, you know, getting a chance to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. You know, you're in charge of your time. You're in charge of how you how late you stay up. You're in charge of getting yourself to class. You know, you ha you might have your own car. If not, you got ways to get around the campus um, so you can go wherever you'd like to go and do whatever you'd like to do. And for some people, that is a first in their life. It was for me. It was for a lot of my other friends as well. Um, it was for all of my siblings, of course. So it's interesting to see, you know, how students will take to it, um, what they'll do, knowing kids, knowing how I was in college and knowing how my friends were. Most people will for sure break the rules and fail to social distance. When you think of a university or a college, this is not families going. It's usually one member of your family represented at a university, usually at any given time. Every now and then you might have multiple members of the family there, maybe two to three siblings at the same time, you know, which is, which is not as common. But I went to college with my sister for one year and there was only a possibility of two years that we could have been in school together, you know, just due to our grade, our differences in the grades and our years apart. So we're talking multiple families represented from around the state, around the city, around the world, around the country even. I've had friends from all over the globe in college. And you mean to tell me that these <laughs> different representatives are supposed to social distance. Um, alone, the colleges couldn't possibly make as much money as they had in the past if we're splitting these students up, if we're having classes with fewer students in them. Um, if we're having, I mean, I ate in the cafeterias, you know, first year I lived in the dorms and there was multiple cafeterias that we could attend. So how are you going to regulate that um, while still accommodating all these kids who do need to eat in the cafeteria in between their classes, in between their workouts, in between their elected activities and in between just their everyday lives? So it'll be interesting to see how they're still going to maintain the same amount of money, which is not possible, and they're going to Im um, implement social distancing. So I look forward to seeing uh, how that turns out, because as people do think that returning to college in the fall is a possibility, there's no way that <laughs> students could go back and we still have the same outcome. So that's another one, um, another part of the pandemic that we will have to figure out, folks. Um, oh, I could go on all day about college and, and students and how they, you know, will fail to, fail to meet the common needs, common standards and previous standards that have been set forward. But um, that's where I'm gonna stop today.
Um, what else though? What, what other things are you guys thinking of with this pandemic? Um, so far I've just touched on, you know, a few social activities, a few public activities that have been huge for us, like the fair, uh, Texas state fair, the taste of Dallas. Those are just a few things here at home for us. I touched on the NFL and sports and just things just in general. And I touched on education just a little bit. Um, and honestly, not having a child, I could probably go more in depth if I knew a little bit more. Go into how, you know, I think we should pay teachers more because as I see most of these parents now complaining about their children being at home. No, sorry, not complaining. I won't put you out there like that. But uh, giving small rants about their children being home all day and just how difficult it has become to maintain their everyday habits as a parent while trying to keep a hold of their kid for an extra eight hours, 12 hours a day. Now, um, I find it very interesting to see where we've gone with that. So maybe we'll look at in the future when things are back to what most folks believe to be a normal. When things get back, maybe we could look at paying teachers more and paying these people who are taking care of our children on a daily basis much more money. Um, whereas we look at athletes that we overpay every single year to entertain us for three hours a week. So maybe we can realign our standards. Maybe we could look at things a little bit differently. I know personally I'm all for it. I think we should pay our healthcare workers even more and not necessarily just doctors, but the people working the front desk, the people cleaning the hospital, the people flipping people over in their beds, you know, the people speaking to these patients in the hospital on a daily basis you know maybe we could look forward to creating a new standard for society and that the job that is glorified isn't being an NFL quarterback whereas it's being the person at the hospital saving lives so um or someone who comes up with a cure to save lives because we see how important that is now compared to throwing a football or or uh shooting a basketball so overall as a whole, I would say that uh, we did get a little distracted. Um, heck, even going back to the throwing a football thing, maybe we could pay our farmers and the people who give us food and who actually know how to grow food and keep us going like they are at this time. Maybe we could pay them a little more money, but that's, you know, something I'll get into on another podcast, on another uh, show. We'll talk about that. So I'll leave you on those topics for today. Um, feel free to ch- chime in. Let me know what you think, Um, leave some comments, um, share some stuff, uh, talk about it with your friends, and overall, just let me know where you're at. This pandemic is difficult for some, easy for others, and it's right on time for everyone, whether you'd like to believe it or not. So um, I challenge you to read your Bible a little more, dig deep into what's really going on right now, and I thank you all for listening. And I hope everyone has a good day, um, quarantined up. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks.